Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. موسیقی السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتو اہلن وسہلن ومرحبا بیکم سکس منٹس آفتر الیون سو افریکن تائم آن دس بیوٹیفل وینزی مورننگ آن آور پروگرام لبلس آف میریج حاجی سلیمان ایسوپ ایز و انجنیر اینڈ آور بیلاوت سٹیشن منیجر برادر تو بیلا He says, Marana, what's up? MashaAllah. <laughs> They're all in a good mood. I see Haji Suleiman Esop is also in a good mood. It's good. It's good to, to be in that positive vibe. My beloved, wonderful listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. It's good to smile. I see Haji. One thing about Haji Suleiman Esop, I've never ever seen you sad. The only day I've seen you sad is when I think you and I were at a CII when your beloved father passed away. Your, your daddy passed away when you were in Marqa Sahaba. He says, Molana, when I was in Marqa Sahaba, that's the day <clears throat> I seen Haji Suleiman Esop. He was broken into pieces and all of us were there for him. But that's life. I was saying to all my wonderful listeners of a Safina to Ilal Jannah this morning that no matter what you do, even if you're living for 30 years in this dunya, 68 years, 18 years, at the end of the day, where is your final abode? Where is your home? Where is your house? It's there. In the Kavarstan. That's the place where we belong. My beloved, wonderful listeners of uh, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah. Well, Jama'ah. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And I will be with you from now till 12 o'clock, inshallah. It's the 23rd of uh, Jumad al-Ula. The 22nd, sorry, Haji Suleiman Esop. Sorry. The 22nd of Jumad al-Ula, 1445, which is also the 6th of uh, December, 2023. I want to welcome our beloved, wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal. And uh, Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company, the listeners of Sirius FM. And of course, I want to welcome all our wonderful listeners of uh, Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah <clears throat> Wal Jama'ah. I took notice that uh, whenever I come live on the airwaves of Asafina to Ilal Jannah or the discussion or the bliss of marriage or the Q&A on uh, Monday night, I see all the listeners just start sending messages. I see somebody here, mashallah, from, <laughs> from New Zealand. He says, Mulana Arafat, we all are tuning and listening to Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, the listeners in New Zealand. If you have any questions, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. We're going to welcome our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Manana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. Uh, we don't know what's happening in Gaza, in Palestine, Mufti Sahib is going to tell us what's the latest, what's the breaking news in Gaza. Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum on Arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Today is the 22nd of Jumad al-Ula, 1445. Before we go to Gaza, let me just give you my programs. Insha'Allah, Aziz, from Thursday to Sunday, we'll be in Cape Town. So tomorrow, that's Thursday, 7th December, after Maghrib, 
and I will be in the masjid there in Sherwood Park, and that is Masjidul Jama'ah. So George Street, Sherwood Park, so that's on Thursday after Maghrib. On the 8th for Jummah, Medina Masjid, 57 Range Road, Kenwan. So Dr. Nazir's place, that is. Then 8th, that is Friday after Maghrib, Al Jamia Usmania Mosque. That is there in Bontiville, 141 Yakelsfli. So that's a nice name, Yakelsfli. So that is Friday night. Then Saturday after Asr will be Salat is quarter to five at Mitchell's Plain, inshallah, Majid Ikhwan Muslimin. And that will be the Hif Jalsa. And then after Maghrib, inshallah, at Qasimul Ulum for the Ulama. And Sunday will be the Jalsa there. And proceedings will start at around 9.30 or so. So that is our program for this weekend, Thursday to Sunday, inshallah, Aziz. Okay, now let us give you from the Haaretz, day 61. Netanyahu rules out international force in Gaza. CNN, U.S. expects war to last weeks. So it shows that they can't beat Hamas. So they say it's going to last for long, for many, many weeks. 301 seriously in clashes with Israeli army in West Bank. So Alhamdulillah, whenever a Jutla dies or he gets injured, we must say Alhamdulillah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. So remember, now they say Israeli encircle Hamas leaders' home, Yahya Sinwar's home. So they can't get him, now they'll go by his house. This is the way of the cowards, you must remember. Yesterday they murdered more than 50 children, and they knew these children there, and they just bombed them, you must remember. Therefore we say Israel are war criminals, and they are guilty of genocide, ethnic cleansing, and crimes against humanity, and therefore we need to name them, and we need to shame them as well. So may all Allah Jalla Wala then give and grant victory to Hamas and the Palestinians over the apartheid terrorist regime of Israel. Remember that today is something every Muslim should be wide awake, that what the Israeli Haramis terrorists want to do is that tonight they want to all assemble there, and you must remember that is the Hanukkah, and they say they want control over the Temple Mount permanently, that is Kubba to Sahra. So this is called the Temple Mount movement and so forth. So they will provoke the Palestinians, and when they struggle, <coughs> they will say the Palestinians caused it, you must remember. This Israeli government was damaging the economy even before the war, and now the economy is in complete tatters. Netanyahu treats Israeli women like children. You see that? So you must remember this. Israeli anger at the Red Cross reflects Benny Gantz's political problems. So everywhere they're having huge, huge problems, the apartheid regime of Israel, and nothing is working out for them. And remember that each one of them is no more the Israeli Defense Force. It is the Israeli Diarrhea Force. Everyone in their army is suffering from diarrhea and can't even walk for 15, 20 minutes. And then his ears sounds in his stomach, he hears sounds in his back, and they're wearing diapers upon diapers. The whole environment there is stinking with the Israeli Jutlas and Haramis. So Allah Ta'ala is punishing them properly. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, if one has a shower where you wash your entire body, does this mean your wudu is also done or not to start? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Man tawadda ba'd al-ghusl fa laysa minna hadith in Tabarani. One should take a shower. All the hair on your body is wet, so you mustn't make wudu after that. You're just wasting water. The hadith Sharif say whosoever makes wudu after a shower, after a bath is not of us, meaning you're not following the right path. You are using the path, following the path of Satan. When you buy a cow, automatically the milk comes. So when you take a shower, you take a bath, automatically your wudu is also done and is valid. Remember that. Hmm. Somebody says, Ustad, that is it permissible to have ta'alim programs for women? On a weekly basis, we were thinking of initiating a set program, but an alim has stated that since women are not encouraged to go out for their first salah to the masajid, how then can they go out for ta'alim? Please advise Ustad. So you should ask that alim, he and his wife, did they go for umrah? 
and Umrah is not compulsory and so forth. So you must remember that, so that is permissible. Ask him, does his wife go and visit the women that are sick and ill and so forth? Ask him, does his wife go for shopping and that with him or without him? So how he justifies all that? So for the ladies in that town, they're not run around here and there alone. So in that town, once a week, they have ta'alim and so forth. So our fatwa verdict will be permissible. Just like how Mastura Jamaat, you must remember, the fatwa will be that they go with their husbands, they go with their fathers, brothers, mahram. So we told you even yesterday, I think the question came, we say it's permissible. Yes, a alim, a person wants to practice on taqwa, on precaution, and that that's a different issue. But from fatwa point of view, we will say it's totally permissible. Our Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haqsab Hafidullah has written a whole book on that, that for the ladies to go in jama'at and must remember with their husband or with their maharim and so forth, it's totally permissible. So in their local vicinity, if they have ta'alim and so forth, and they do the work of Dawud and Tabligh, so remember we say it's permissible. They read from Fazail Amal, Riyadu Salihin and so forth, so that will be totally acceptable. <laughs> but they must consult the elders in that particular town and region. <clears throat> Let's go to overseas, Ustad. It says, Dear respected Mufti Saab, uh, which contraception method is the most natural and effective for the husband and wife to practice upon, Ustad? Anonymous. Remember, in Islam, one is the rule and one is the exception to the rule. So as a rule in Islam, contraceptives and all that, condoms and whatever you are not permissible. So that's the first law you must understand. Then as an exception to the rule, so you must remember that that will be the exception, not the rule. So then it will be permissible. For example, I'm just giving you one example. Your wife gave birth to three, four, five children through the cesarean section, and now it's very dangerous for her to fall pregnant because all her children were born through the C-section and so forth. So now if you use contraceptives and so forth that are reversible, not irreversible, she can't go get the ligation done and so forth with the irreversible. So anything that's irreversible is haram, so it must be reversible. So remember then that would be permissible and so forth. When Sahaba asked Nabi alayhi salatu salam, kunna na'azil, wal Qur'anu yanzil, we used to perform azal, and the Qur'an Sharif was being revealed, and the hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So what is azal? Azal is the husband-wife of fulfilling conjugal relationship. When the husband knows that now it's time for ejaculation, then he withdraws, you must remember. So that's the natural way of doing it. You don't have to use anything else. It's just a case of willpower and you control yourself. So that is how the Sahaba say this to do it when the need arose. So remember, it's not the rule. It will be the exception to the rule if and when the need arises. Ustad, allow me to read this uh, question. It says, 32 years old, female, never married. I committed adultery with a non-Muslim. It says here, who was separated from his wife at the time. So he said it was for four years. I don't feel good about myself, Muftisab. I'm very depressed and it's affecting my life. I do want to get married and put the past behind me. My parents don't know this happened. Will Allah forgive me? How do I go about repenting for the sin? I ask for forgiveness every day. I feel Allah has deserted me because of the sin. I think Allah is unfair. I want to find my patch. Anonymous Ustad. Remember, we just need to rephrase that question. You <laughs> don't understand what is fornication and what is adultery. First thing you started, you said you're 32 years old. Then you said you committed adultery. Adultery means that you are married and then you commit the crime of zina. When you are not married and you commit the crime of zina, you call it fornication. And that's exactly what the Quran Sharif teaches us. That in Surah 24 and verse number 2, 
that remember you must be given hundred lashes each so if you were not married and you committed this crime for one year two years one time two time whatever so hundred lashes for you Worse here is you committed this crime with a non-Muslim. I don't know what is his status, whether he was married, not married, but let's say he was not married, so he also must get hundred lashes in public, the Quran says. And that is clearly mentioned in the noble Quran. And they must not be shown any mercy and compassion. In Islam, these type of punishments are a deterrent. That you let one, two people, two, three couples, four, five couples experience the punishment, the whole society will be straight. In today's world, they say, no, Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Madam and Eve, everything is legal as long as it is two consenting adults. And therefore, you see South Africa, you see France, you see Brazil, so many countries today, you will find more haramis than halal children, more illegitimate children than legitimate my children. You just go to the schools and see how many young girls there, they are pregnant, over 100,000. So now it's December, the schools are closed and so forth. Just go and see. So because your laws are in favor of fornication, in favor of adultery, in favor of the gay brigade and lesbian and so forth and so on, then you wonder how come you have such an immoral society. Next point, sister, you need to be very, very careful what you are saying. You are guilty, and now you want to blame Allah Ta'ala and say Allah Ta'ala is not fair. If you speak like that, remember you will go right out of the fall of Islam. (laughs) Say Allah Ta'ala is the most merciful one to show mercy. Look at this one verse, my sister, and go and open it and see. Surah chapter 39, Surah Zumar. Verse 53 is in the 24th Subara, 24th Jews. Go and see verse 53. They in the beginning. Kul ya ibadi al-ladina asrafu wala anfusihim. You ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam address my servants, my slaves, and tell them those who went beyond the limits like you. You committed fornication once, twice, ten times, twenty mm-hmm. times. Allah alone knows how many times, hundred times. Then you went far, far beyond the limits. La taqnatu mir rahmatillah. Never become disillusioned in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Why Allah Ta'ala says, Inna Allah yaghfiru zunuba jami'a. Allah Jalla wa will forgive all the sins. So this is a major, major sin. Hundred lashes must be given to both parties in public. Here in South Africa, we can't do that. They'll charge us for assault and what have you. So you must cry, beg Almighty Allah, and use these words, chapter 7, verse 151. Ya Allah, I committed this crime of fornication, of zina. I'm guilty, Ya Allah, as charged, no mitigating circumstances. But you said, Ya Allah, you are Arhamur Rahimin. You are the most merciful one to show mercy, Ya Allah, so forgive me. And Ya Allah, you let me get married to a good husband who will understand that I was guilty and so forth and so on. So if you make sincere tawbah, and Allah will open the doors for you. But if you're going to be negative with Almighty Allah, then remember Almighty Allah will punish you more mm. and more. And you must realize <coughs> that whenever the negativity comes regarding Almighty Allah, then say, A'udhu Billahi Minashaytani Rajeem, that I seek protection of Almighty Allah from Satan, Lucifer, the accursed. But you must remember that you are guilty and you committed this heinous sure. crime with a Muslim also is a crime but to commit with a non-Muslim is even worse you must remember that so you have tainted yourself forever Quran Karim says chapter 24 Surah Nur verse 26 Al-Khabithatu Lil-Khabithin that Tom, Dick and Harry with whomsoever you slept he is Khabith impure and napak and shaitan and you yourself have become Khabithah impure <laughs> and immoral so your guilty conscience now is eating you up so ask Almighty Allah for forgiveness and mm. always say Ya Ar 
Ar-Rahman Rahimin. Ya Allah, you are the most merciful one to show mercy. Give out some charity, even 50 cents, one in a day, and Allah's special mercy will envelope Ameen, you. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. See, the sister says, G Muftisab, it was fornication, and G Muftisab, he, he was separated from his wife for four years, but he's back with his wife. He's a Hindu person, and now he's making my name bad. I do ask for Maf Muftisab, I ask Allah to forgive me also, but I want to find my match. Uh, the same sister who started, who's 32 years old. Yes, for him it was adultery and now obviously he used you and he had a good time with you. Obviously he's going to disgrace you and so forth. So you have to blame, no sense blaming him. So you to blame for all those things here. Quran Sharif states, he's done Muslim, what he has to worry. For him it is just another number that he got busy with a Muslim lady and he did whatever he wanted to do and you accepted it and you seduced him all so, and whatever calamity is before you is because of your own doing. So try and get him out of your life. And whenever you think of him, say, mm-hmm. and read the following du'as. Second first du'a, Allahumma hassin farji. Oh, all may Allah protect my private part. Don't go get busy with somebody else now. So you must remember remember that so you also another character you know and then you must remember that you go read surah 25 verse 74 Ya Allah grant us our spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes and read Ya Wadud Ya Wadud and read two rakats Salatul Tawbah Salatul Hajjah daily you can read two rakats and make multiple intention Allah Jalla Wala will make it easy for you. There's a, a mother from Mayfair and she says, Muftisab, I have a question for you. My Betty is only 16 years old and she's, she is in JSS school in Mayfair. But Muftisab, why our Muslim daughters are falling for non-Muslim boys, especially Christians? What wrong are we doing as parents who start? First and foremost, when I tell you, you must not send your daughters to the schools, then you all tell me I'm talking nonsense. I'm living in the old ages. Mm. Now you send them out. You must remember to these haram places. I call them, you must remember, brothels. That's what your schools are today. That's what your colleges and universities are. And don't come tell me I haven't been there. Whenever I go to lecture at Wurz or UJ and these places, you just see them walking around, Adam and Steve, and they're kissing and holding hands, Mm. and you can see they're busy with one another. You will see the woman walk right in front of you. They're getting busy kissing, embracing, and so forth. So you know the environment is like that, a toxic environment. Why you don't read the story of Surah Maryam, chapter 19, 98 verses? What is her name? Maryam al-Azra, Mary the Virgin. What is her name and title? Maryam al-Batul. What is Batul? Ba, ta, waw, lam, be, te, waw, lam. So it means al-munqatiya rijal She moved away from a toxic society to a pure environment and so forth. So Mary, the one who's pure, Mary who is the virgin and so forth and so on. But you send them out. It's like that Molana 50, 55, 60 years ago. So that person went and told Malwisab, Maripoiri Jai, like how you said, Maripoiri, Maridikri. So my decree and my poiri is 16 years old. So he came there to the Molana 50, 60 years ago. He said, Maripoiri Jai, London Jai, the Dublin Jai, Dr. Banwani Chai, and all that. So make dua. So Malwisab was a sharpshooter. He said, you sending out your daughter in the rain and you mm. telling me she must not get wet. Huck. So that's <laughs> the exact same thing you're doing. Now you say, but why? You must remember that. Did you teach morals to your sister's daughter? Did your husband teach? No, you didn't teach. You all failed as parenting. That the holy emphasis is you must come back with a matric certificate. You must come back with a pa 
caste distinction on the whole emphasis is on secularism secularism means to build a godless society cut yourself off from religion Christianity Judaism Hinduism and more so Islam Islam will always be the target so how she is guilty for falling in love with a Christian boy and Allah alone knows if they slept or not we don't know and but you she is guilty but parents also are guilty therefore Habibuna Rahmatullil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi said when your son daughter then they strike up an illicit relationship open Mishka Sharif then the son is also on the parents they also to be blamed so therefore sister they don't ask why they are doing that you'll put them there in the mm. lion's mouth and then you'll start wondering what is happening and so forth we said I've got a sister Ummi Sakina uh, from Harari she's listening to you from work she says it's her first time listening I don't know much about Mufti Sab, but I'm proposing for my daughter for Mufti Sab son I don't know. That's what the sister says here from Harari. If Mufti Sabah has a son, she's proposing on air, Ustad. Her daughter is 20 years old. So, my sister, Umme Sakina, so I want to tell you one story which you don't know because you are a new listener. I was in Newcastle. Newcastle is between Durban and Johannesburg, and I was there last week also. Mm-hmm. Our Darum Newcastle is more than 50 years old now, alhamdulillah. So and I was there for 20 years in Newcastle. So our principal and founder, Hazrat Mohan Qasim Sema, rahimahullah, he was born in 1920. He passed away at a ripe old age mm-hmm. of 2007, 87, 87 Gregorian years, 90 almost Islamic years. He started the first Darulum in South Africa in 1973 mm. and it's still mashallah getting on every year they are graduates with Allah's help this year there 29 students graduated as ulama Allah ta'ala accepted amin, amin. but why am I telling you all this so Appa was Appa Sakina and whenever I hear somebody's name Sakina my mind goes to her mm. so she passed away before Maulana remember that in 99 or something like that, you must remember that so we were there for the janaza so you must remember that while I was there teaching and so forth so you must remember that Sakina means sukoon peace tranquility so Allah ta'ala grant Appa Sakina all of them jannatal so you sister you don't know me so I don't have any children so therefore you must remember you tell your beloved daughter she must read two rakat salat daily today is Wednesday so after Zohar Salat, she must read two rakat salat extra. Duas are accepted on Wednesday after Zohar. Amen. And she must read Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. Ya Allah, grant us such spouses and grant us such, you understand, so children and progeny that are the coolness of the eyes. So I don't have children, but if you want, we can arrange you with Brother Suleiman. He's listening to the program, but he's 37 years old, and he's got two children, two sons, 11, 12 years old, plus minus 10, 11 years old, but they were the mother only twice a year. They come here by him in July and in December, and he loves with his mother because his father passed away. He's the only son. So if you want, then you must remember that you can come down here from Harari, and then you'll see Suleiman Mota, and if everything works out, quick, quick, we perform the nikah also so maybe he will bring Sakina for your daughter you must remember that or you must for whatever her name is so Allah ta'ala make easy Ameen. and you keep on listening to the program inshallah she says barakallahu fikum ustad but it will be better if uh, my daughter ustad marries somebody who wasn't married as well she wants to enjoy her married life ustad right so Suleiman so is too old and too cold <laughs> So he has buy a oat and buy a coat. So you must remember that he's tired and retired. So Suleiman, sorry, I tried good word. They disqualified you, so you must remember. Who <laughs> hey, of got somebody from uh, Mauritius? Uh, he says, but at the end of the shower, one touches the private parts. Ustad, what do you do? So you must remember that if you touch the private part and so forth, your huzu does not break according to the Hanafi scholars and according to the Shafis and them, if you touch the private part skin to skin, 
then the wuzu breaks so you must remember that man massa zakarahu falyatawadda so whosoever touches the private part then they must make wuzu so if that happens then according to the shafis and them so you must make wuzu again so according to shafis and them it will break Hanafi say it does not break Sahaba say like Sa'abdu ibn Waqas radiallahu an la ubali so I don't worry I must assist to that anfi or uzuni or zakari whether I touch my nose or I touch my ears or I touch my private part my wuzu will still be valid so it's an academic discussion so Hanafis your wuzu is still valid Shafi'is your wuzu will break somebody says that I'm from uh, Australia may Allah Ta'ala reward you all in abundance and take your radio station from strength to strength we love Marka Sahaba Ustad Amin Amin Perth is from Perth Ustad no question. No question, Stadi. Just giving you uh, giving Allah, duas. For all the duas, keep in dua for us. Allah Ta'ala grant us ikhlas, sincerity, istiqamah, steadfastness, and kabuliyat, acceptance in His divine court. MashaAllah, somebody from Zimbabwe, somebody mm. from Mauritius, somebody from Peck for Perth, PFP. Mm. Here in South Africa, they had a political party, Jutlas it was. Mostly, you must remember, PFP. So this is a Peck for Perth. If you can't come right here, then you pack up and you go to Australia. So Peck for Perth. So Allah Ta'ala make easy for you all, wherever you are, inshallah. I've got uh, Abby Ustad. Uh, she says, Abby here, AK, at my work, what my colleagues I'm always speaking to them about Islam on my free time or when it's our lunch time Ustad I always speak to them about what's happening in Gaza so because my seniors of the company are Jews and my manager is a Jew and my boss is also a Jew so I was called in for the discipline hearing and they gave me a warning I don't think that uh, I don't think they like me AK please pray for me by law can they do this to me Ustad Abby so you must remember is freedom of speech. Mm. So they got no right to do that, to tell you that you can't speak about Palestine, about Gaza yes. and so forth and so on. And if they only on that grounds, so you must tell them you will take them to the labor court, you will take them to the unions and so forth. And if they dismiss you, then you will sue them and you will charge them and you will then put their names in the newspaper and so forth. So if that is the only the crime, inverted commas, then remember there's no way justification for that. Day and night the Jutlas, Haramis, now they want to steal Majidul Aqsa tonight. So you must remember that so you speak about it. That mm. how can the Jutlas and the Haramis, Zionist Jews, enter the Masjid, Majidul Aqsa, which is ours for centuries and centuries. Now they want to come right inside the mosque, steal the Temple Mount as they call it. We call it Qubbatul Sahra and they say they want permanent control over it so definitely we say one settler one bullet will settle the issue so you just tell them in South Africa is freedom of expression freedom of speech as long as you are doing your work then it's not their business what you are discussing with your colleagues or your <laughs> friends Allahu Akbar somebody says my husband was assaulted start by his nephew and his sister verbally abused me calling me a cancer bleep I am a cancer patient, Ustad. We love with my father-in-law, and he did nothing about all this, and it's happening for 11 years now. What should I do, Ustad? So we don't know. You know, in these kind of cases, you call it a family feud. You must remember, you said something, he said something, he hit you, and then he swore you, and what and what, and maybe you said something. Allah alone knows that people always give half story or three-quarter story because you must remember they want the verdict in their favor. Let's take this and give you the benefit of the doubt. And we say, okay, that you are the person who has been oppressed and so forth. So what must we do now? So write this down, my brother. They hit you, they swore you, they abused you. So remember, obviously, you can charge them and that for assault and that you go to the police station and that. But that will cause again turmoil between you and your wife and your in-laws and whatever. So you say, I'm reporting this matter to Almighty Allah. I'm going to speak to my Almighty Allah. How are you going to speak? You read these three du'as. All three du'as and supplications from the Noble Quran. Chapter 29, verse 30. Rabbin surni alal qawmil mufsidin. 
Surah 29, Surah Ankabut, the spider, and verse number 30, Rabbin Surni Alal Qawmil Mufsideen, O Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, you assist me against the the mischief makers, the troublemakers, Ya Allah. So read that abundantly. Number two, you must read Surah 40. So this is chapter 40, 4-0. And verse 44, That I hand over my matters and my affairs to Almighty Allah. Inna Allah basirun bil ibad. Verily, Almighty Allah is the one all-observing, all-seeing over the servants. The next verse, Almighty Allah gives you great tidings. And Almighty Allah will save you, protect you from those who are plotting, planning, scheming against you. And then read Surah 3, verse 173. Sahaba read it. When people tried to make propaganda and warn them, The enemies are mobilizing, organizing themselves, fear them. But these were students of Mustafa, sallallahu Instead of getting frightened, Internally, their iman, conviction increased. Externally, they said, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Surah 3, chapter 3, Surah Al-Imran and verse number 173. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Allah is sufficient for us. Allah is the best one to take care of our matters and affairs. And with that you can read the ending of Surah 22 verse 78. Allah is the best protector. Allah Jalla Wala is the best helper and protector and you are worried sorry anxiety read for yourself la ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntu minadhalimeen abundantly Allah will remove that worry and sorry and give out charity as well so Allah ta'ala kayat palat palat jayenge ke Allah ta'ala will change the tables and the situation in your favor inshaAllah Allah Akbar who said is it permissible for only family ladies on a group about 40 and children going for a day out for a picnic and no males at all Ustad not permissible all these kind of things when you're going to go 40 what you're going to do so you must remember you will go to a place so in that place there how many strange men will be there how many other people will be there? You're not going to go to some dead place. You're going to go to some place where there's action. You must remember that. You are a nice December. So now the how many other thousand, hundred people will be there? You all will be taking your people's photos and videos and all these type of things. And the other men who see you and they know these are all 40 women only, small, small children. Then somebody comes. He wants to hijack you, kidnap you, Allah forbid, you so you don't know in December you got so many drunkies and so many drunk people and you're asking this question so we will say that no it's not permissible and it's worse now in December we call it the kuffar they call it the festive season we call it the silly season because they got wine dine and swine so you must remember this morning if you heard my news views and interviews what I told you mm. they say in Cape Town one of the greatest crimes are committed now is what domestic violence the husbands and the boyfriends are beating up their wives and girlfriends and mistresses when they come to their senses they are sober then they say no alcohol abuse and so forth now you 30 40 50 of you go one guy might just pass you hey you coolie hey you muslim hey you terrorist and so forth and so on so who will be to blame for all these kind of things there so usable brains a little bit, please. It's not permissible, all this. Just one more question quickly, Ustad. What advice can Ustad give to singles looking to get married, Ustad? The best advice I will give is your people's specifications are too high. My one cousin, I asked him, why are you not married? He said, I'm looking for such a lady that I must never get tired of looking at her. So I told him, <laughs> bye, that kind of wife you will get in Jannah Yea, in this world is Hureteen. So look at yourself. Are you perfect? 
From head to toe, you got thousand faults and all that, but you want a perfect wife. So that's what I mean, our specification. She must have blonde hair. She must have blue eyes. She must be dory, dory. She must be white, white. Whether she got, you get white donkeys also, you know. So you must, uh, my one auntie used to say, uh. in Afrikaans, you understand, they create what donkey work. So you must remember that they just look at dory, dory, white, white. Whether they got akal or not, you must remember that. So in Islam, you must look for a lady who belongs to Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Her belief structure must be right. Not Shia, Qadiani, Agahani, and all the shaitan kufar. And must be a lady of taqwa and piety. And she must be meticulous, particular of a salat, and a parda, and hijab, and niqab, and all these things. The lady must look for such a male whose aqidah is correct mm. and his taqwa is there. Then his akhlaq and character is right. His income must be 100% halal, not some mufatya collecting zakat here and collecting zakat here and all these type of things there. So you get a lot of people today, look at that lady who slept with a non-Muslim. So they just sweet talk them and then they get busy. So you must remember these type of things here yeah? and never lose hope in the mercy of all Allah, every day and more so today Wednesday our mother Siddiqa to be to Siddiq go open Al-Maqasid Al-Hasana right in the ending you will find Allama Sakhawi Rahimullah mentioned Mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha said you want to get married you want to open shop you want to do something better farm you want to do this you want to do that start on a Wednesday Allama Marghinani Rahimullah the author of Hidayah the famous Hanafi work when he used to start his academic year he used to start teaching on a Wednesday when we studied there in Darulum Karachi so Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib was the great Mufti of Pakistan one of the greatest Judas producers in Indo Park, so the madrasa used to start Wednesdays. You go to Jalalabad, where Hazaji, Hazaji Jalalabadi, Hazrat Mona Masulullah Khan Sab Nawarallahu Marqadahu, our Sheikh also. So Rahimahullah, he used to let the madrasa start on a Wednesday. So all these are things that shows us that we should be turning more and more to Almighty Allah Jalla and Allah will bless you with a good spouse, Inshallah Aziz. But make your niyat pure. JC Niyat, Vesi Baraka. So don't just worry about beauty the whole time and just Dori Dori must be white and all that. So that's where the problem today is the male, 90% of the Muslim men, they just look at the beauty. And 90%, 80% of the Muslim women, they just look at the wealth. And that is the wrong criteria you are using for the selection of your spouse. Well, uh, we're going to go for our interval study. It's exactly 14 minutes to 12. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's exactly now uh, nine uh, minutes, uh, sorry about that, 11 minutes uh, to 12. You are tuning and listening to the Bliss of Marriage. A listener says, Ustad, please advise when does wudu break and when does ghusl become farad when sleeping with your spouse? Sometimes they are, there is arousal, but not discharge. Ustad. Okay, yeah, there are three different questions. Number one is when does wudu break? Whatever comes out from the front passage or the back passage, remember, will break the wudu. So, for example, you urinate, or for example, madhi. Madhi is when husband and wife are aroused, and then there's a liquid, there's discharge, so the pre-seminal fluid, so you must remember, so that will nullify the hudu, your wind and all that from the back and so forth, so all that will break the hudu. Gusel will break, you must remember, that gusel will become compulsory for the lady after her menses is finished, after her nifas, she gave birth, and now the maximum days are 40 days, according to Hanafis and Hanbalis, Shafis, Malikis, it's 60 days, so once you get pure and clean, no more bleeding after 25, 30, 32, 35 days, so gusel is compulsory, after husband, wife, you must remember conjugal relationship, so it's compulsory. 
compulsory. Husband and wife were touching one another and fondling one another and ejaculation took place. So remember, ghusl is compulsory. So all this here, yeah, masturbation, ghusl is compulsory. Masturbating is haram for male and for female in Islam. So these are the things, basic things that you should know about. Otherwise, your hudu, your salat, go and all that. Nothing will be accepted if you don't know these basic rules. You must know when hudu is compulsory upon you when ghusl is compulsory upon you and you know then you read and perform your salat on time so you no need to know all these basic rules mm. listen to this uh, uh, question Mufti Srap I went against my parents I married this person because of his money of his wealth yes Mufti Srap I made a mistake now after four years I'm divorced with one daughter he treated me like a dog like a slave now I'm back home with my parents. Now my parents are throwing on my face that I didn't want to listen and I'm stubborn. And now they say they're taking me out of the inheritance. If that's the case, Mufti Sab, I'm going to make bad dua for both of my parents. Remember, I'm an alima and Allah will accept my duas. Am I right, isn't Mufti Sab? Please don't take my parents' side. Alima, Ustad. You're not Alima, you're Jahila. What you are? You're Jahila. I told you 101 times, you must never call your people self Alima. That's the biggest problem with you all. That I'm a Alim, I'm a Alima, and so forth. So if you're a Alima, don't you have that common sense? You must listen to your parents. So you must remember that I always tell the ladies, never call yourself Alima because most of you, you start growing horns. You must remember <laughs> that your pride and arrogance gets the better of you. And that's exactly what happened to you. So what good Alima you are? You jahila, you ignorant. You must remember and arrogant. That is your problem. So you must remember this. Now all said and done, always say I'm a Taliba. You see, today is Wednesday. Inshallah, Asr time, I'll go from here, then I'll read Salat, and then I go to Dalum Zakaria. If somebody asks me, what you doing? I say, no, I'm a student here. So you must remember these type of things here, so that whole life we must think and believe we are students. We want to learn more and more, more and more, more and more. So no, I'm an alima. I'm an alima. Half <laughs> the books you don't do. It's an illusion. This. All these girls' madrasa principles, they mustn't give you all the certificate, alima certificate. They will just say you did these kitabs and finish. That is causing all the problems. So that's one issue. Second issue When calamities befall you, it's your own fault. So now your parents told you don't get married, so now you didn't listen. Now you say he treated you like a slave, like a dog, but you to blame for all that. Now your parents 100% they guilty also. They can't tell you because you didn't listen to them now you came with a parcel, you brought a daughter, and now they're throwing it. So now they want to disown you, deprive you, totally haram. So this you must show them, your parents from the Quran. Show them Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 13 and 14. Regarding inheritance, if they do things properly, when they include all the heirs, the sons, daughters, everybody, then remember, And they do what they're thinking of doing, then Surah 4, chapter 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14. Whoever disobeys Almighty Allah and His Messenger, they go beyond the limits. So this is beyond the limits. Then now they want to give your share to your brother, to your sister, to somebody, and deprive you of your share. Absolutely haram it is. Allah will dispatch them to Jahannam and the hellfire for very, very long time if they do that. So and for them will be a humiliating disgraceful punishment. So tell them that they must not practice on their warm fancies and desires. They will end up in Jahannam for a very, very long time and they will have to include you in the inheritance, although you did not listen to them and tell them that you apologize and you're asking Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness also. Allah. And you stop with the story of Baddua and all that. Use your brains a little bit, you also. 
We'll start it's about uh, uh, 5 minutes uh, to 12 o'clock. Uh, I've got a senior person here, mashallah, uh, from overseas. He's requesting from uh, a UK, London, Ustad. He's requesting if Mufti Sab could please just give two to three, four minutes of nasiha because there's a lot of young girls and young boys are getting divorced. Ustad, and they all are listening to you from London. So we've got about four minutes exactly if, if, if Ustad is okay with it, just to give some words of advice. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Whether you are in London or in East London, here in South Africa or any part of the world, remember the most important thing Quran teaches us is Iman. That we must have that firm conviction and faith in all Almighty Allah. 89 different places all Almighty Allah uses this. You must remember the phrase. Number two, after that you must have taqwa. When I perform the nikah, you perform the nikah, Imam Sahib, Sheikh Sahib, Mufti Sahib in London performs the nikah, we read certain verses of the Noble Quran. Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu taqullah wa qulu qawlan sadida. Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu taqullah wa la tabungutunna illa wantum muslimun. Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu taqullah wa qulu so I just read it in any sequence it's better you read it in a proper sequence so the whole message for the husband for the wife is taqwa so the question arises but what is this taqwa so we go to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and he was a linguist par excellence and if you want a reference of this go open Mawahibul Dunya by Allama Qastalani rahimahullah you will find it there this definition Al-Khawfu min al-Jaleel you must have the fear of Almighty Allah at all times all places today we are sanctimonious we have a double identity when we in front of public we show we little bit pious when we alone then and we're busy with the internet, we're busy with the porn, we're busy with some other woman, we're busy with some other man, and all this kind of thing. Al-Khawfu min al-Jaleel wal-Amal bil-Tanzil. Practice on Quran Sharif, practice on the Sunnah Mubarakah, practice what Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Don't practice on your own jat, on your own rewaj, on your own rasam, on your own tradition, custom, which encroaches and infringes upon the Sharia and the of Islam. So that's the second part. Third part, and then you must be, you must remember you must be satisfied with little bit. This greed has overtaken us. You, the wife, keep on demanding more and more. I want new curtains, I want new carpet, I want new clothing, new shoes, new bag. So you keep on demanding. So the <laughs> husband goes mad and he divorces Allah for birth. And you, husband, you must spend also, according to your means on your wife. Don't be a miser and stingy. A maki juice and a kanjus. You understand? So stingy, you don't want to spend anything. So Islam gives guidelines to both parties. Al-Khawfu min al-Jaleel wal-Amalu bil-Tanzeel wal-Qada'atu bil-Qadeel wal-Isti'idadu liyawmi rahil Life is very short. How long are we going to live? 50, 60, 70, 100 years and then is departure. So prepare for the year after in this world. Every day make dua together, husband, wife. Be meticulous with your salat. Husband, wake up the wife. Wife, wake up the husband. That, remember, the wife come with some water and drops or put some drops on you. So you must make sugar you got such a wife. And your husband comes to you and gives you some drops of water to go. Come on, come on. Not only fajr, your aim should be wake up for tahajjud also. You read two rakat salat, even two rakats hadith in Ibn Majah, Allah Jalla Wala will write the names of that husband wife, Wazakirin Allah Kathira Wazakira. And dua every day dua today is Wednesday. Rabbana Hablana min Azwajina Wazuriatina Ayun. Read that Surah twenty five verse seventy four. Every day, O oh husband wife, even in your menses, <laughs> read the ninety nine beautiful names of all Allah, chapter seven, verse one eighty. Walillahil Asma ul Husna Fadubiya. Allah says, invoke and call Allah by his ninety-nine names. And then Manhafidaha Dahal Jannah, you by heart the ninety-nine names, you go.
go to Jannah Hadith Bukhari Sharif. You look inside, no problem. Look inside and read it. Hadith in Tirmidhi man ahsaha dakhal Jannah. Then you will see that you will stay in a house. Your house will become a home and your home will become Dar as Salaam, a home of peace, tranquility, serenity. You will make out that Allah's special, special mercy is descending on you Amen. and every day give out some charity some coins and all that I can't tell you give five pounds and all that that's over a hundred rand now in South African money so give out you understand some pence you'll call it pence there so like that inshallah Allah Ta'ala bless all of you with good spouses and wonderful children Ameen, and Ameen. you the sheikh and the imam who requested it Allah reward you as well Barakallahu Fiqh Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullah Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.